And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents Devin's Things I Like. I'm Devin, and this is what I really like. You want to know what I like? Parties. I like all types of parties. Birthday parties. Cocktail parties. Dinner parties. Lemon. Nade parties. Yeah, those. Anyway, if you're having a party, I'll be the first one there. And the last one there. Blackout drunk screaming, where's everybody going? It's only 3 a.m. We're just getting started. Because going home means facing the soul-crushing reality of my miserable, miserable life. Parties, you're what I like. Sure, this isn't the last time we're gonna hear that song tonight. There's definitely probably gonna be a blower, seeing it's a birthday. Well, I'm, you know what? Right off the bat here, I'm hitting extra. Uh, what are they called? Are they just called blowers? Uh, Noisemakers. I thought noisemakers were. <laughs> yeah, but they all come in a pack. Whoever created the fucking thing. That thing sucks. You know what? It's a new year. I'm bringing in a new life. I'm going to I'm gonna change myself this year. The way I'm going to celebrate that is I'm going to give my best girl the crank. a kiss on the cheek, and then I'm going to take this metal thing that goes. <laughs> I was always a pots and pans kind of guy. But I'm hitting those, um, I'm hitting those fucking uh, noisemakers, blowers, whatever you want to call them, because I, we didn't even talk about this in show prep. We just went over a whole thing, and... This is our 50th episode oh, yeah. of the Awkward High Five Podcast. Well, fanfare for that. Wow, 50. Spread it on. Guns don't kill people. I do. Did you think we'd even make it to 50? Uh, probably not. Because neither of us are going to make it to the actual age 50. I know. So making it to episode 50 is a pretty cool thing. Let's enjoy these numbers while we can. This should be, a, this should be more of a party atmosphere, but, uh, but we're, um, we're actually doing this show a little... Well, we were supposed to do a little bit earlier, but RTG kind of showed up at the same time, even though he said he was coming earlier. But anyway... <laughs> Still prompt. Um, we're doing the show a little bit earlier because today we, do, we have an actual party to go to, Richard. An actual yeah. party. A birthday party. Uh, yes, and we're excited like little. There's an. <laughs> little noisemakers. Uh, like little children. No. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's the birthday of one of our closest friends, one of our uh, compadres in life and our creative pursuits, our friend Tom. So uh, we want to say happy birthday to that maniac. Happy B day, Tommy. And we're not we're not sitting here. We're not the uh, birthday shout out type here on the Awkward High Five. That might be the first birthday that we even said happy birthday to. Tommy deserves a shout out. Well, he does because he was uh not only is he a close friend, a uh, very close friend, um but uh he's also one of these dudes that like it just like whenever we were in bands, he just he just volunteered and helped us out. Yeah. He, very like, supportive. He recorded uh, like one or one of our CDs or two of our CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh came on the road with us and sold merch. That's right. Designed our websites. Helped me gank the Dr. McGillicuddy sign. Helped you steal the Dr. McGillicuddy sign mm-hmm. from episode two, I believe, that we yeah. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um he's, all the- he's a good partner in crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these things. Even even here with uh, the Awkward High Five podcast, he's he's 
did our website and uh and i always go on and i feel like all right i'm gonna figure this out and then with a half an, within a half hour i just fucking call him or text mm-hmm. him and be like can you please just do this for me <laughs> and he does it for me so yeah. happy birthday tom thanks happy for all birthday the, tom. thanks for all the help uh that you've given us over the years and shamrock says happy birthday tom thumbs up <laughs> we're trying to uh we're gonna blast through this episode to get over there and drink some beers with y'all but uh what was the story you're telling me about tom oh um i was just thinking of tom memories that maybe i could share one with the listeners because it is tom's birthday and you know, a little fanfare for Tommy would be nice. So I was thinking back on all the fun, crazy stuff that we've done. And the list goes on and on. But there is one very fond memory I have of Tom. And what is that? Um, Tom was the, the kind... He's very, very spontaneous, which I love. And he was the kind of guy that would walk into the bar and say, This place is beat. Let's go to Atlantic City. And you gotta love that, you know? I don't know if that was Tom being so much spontaneous as he was just a degenerate fucking gambler yeah, for a well, very long time. Both are good in my book. Okay. So uh we were you know, we, we gathered up anyone that was down for it and we headed down to Atlantic City, driving drunk down the parkway at about maybe eleven ten at night. That's cool. Incriminate him on his birthday. That's yeah. good. Oh, it was all it wasn't his birthday. No, I'm saying today's his birthday oh. and you're screaming <laughs> out the point that you were driving. because everybody Anybody who listens to the show and everybody that knows you in life knows for sure that you weren't driving that car. No, no. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised they let me gamble without an ID. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we head down to Atlantic City. It was four of us. And um, Tom has really good luck in the casino. He's really good. And uh, I think we were playing roulette. So we all decided that let's just put our bets on whatever the fuck Tom bets on. So we're playing that old game, and we're fucking hitting nonstop. Whether we were playing red and black or a number, we were all just cranking it out, cranking it out. So uh, Tommy hits it real big, and there was, uh, you know, not including him, there was three other dudes. So what this guy does... Which well, is, how okay, first, how big did he hit? Let's, I don't know exactly. We're talking 1,000, 2,000, 3,000? Couldn't, couldn't tell you. I okay. Just, there was a lot of celebrating going on. Okay. I was about four glasses of straight Patron deep, so hmm. everything's foggy. But I do remember this. That's strange. You were all fucked up and don't remember? Yep. That's crazy. That's exactly what happened. That's weird. <laughs> so what this guy does, which is fucking adorable, was he takes his winnings, turns around, and hands every guy a $100 bill and says, do what you want with this money. Aww. What a fucking great guy. Great guy. See what I mean? Tom's yep. a great guy. So we all decided to go get massages. <laughs> and by that, you mean hand jobs. No, we really just got massages. We went to Massage Lux and got massages. And But they happened to be Asian girls. And they jerked you guys off until you came. <laughs> That's how you spent your $100. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I was but not there. It was an amazing night. We fucking partied all night long. Got a room. And it definitely goes in my book as one of my faves. <laughs> and it was, it was all thanks to Mr. Thomas DB. I'm just surprised that somebody had fun in Atlantic City, the most miserable place on the face <laughs> oh, of the man. planet. Um, I love AC. I remember one time, uh, Tom, I don't know why this is so fucking funny to me, but I laugh about it all the time. And I don't know how this is even going to come across, but uh, there was in, in Red Bank, New Jersey, they have uh, what's called the wine walk, right? So basically what it is, is you pay a fee up front, 
And then you get to go around to all the, the different local restaurants. And when you go in, they'll have like a little smattering of food. And then they'll give you one or two glasses of wine. So basically, it's just a, an excuse to walk around and get drunk all day Man, during the day. Sounds kind of boring. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, the girls wanted to do it. So it was, uh. it was, uh, it was Tom and his lovely wife, um, me, some fucking. Oh, so we're talking recently now. Uh, yeah. Some, okay. Some, it was me and some broad I used to run with. Okay. And fucking, uh, we're walking around Red Bank. Doing the thing, and then we went into the actual wine store in Red Bank, uh, where they were giving out samples, and they had like this metal kind of container that kind of looked like an urn, but it had a hole in it, and uh, and and so the girls given a wine class in front of us, and then like another group of people, and and when we're sipping the wine, and you know, and, and none of us are wine connoisseurs, like yeah, we're yeah. just drink, we're just trying to get drunk. So Tom takes the wine in his mouth, and why this woman's giving this this lecture to everybody about like the robust <laughs> legs of this wine or whatever. Yeah. Tom takes the wine in his mouth, and he just goes and fucking spits the wine into the uh, into the fucking metal thing, like the metal <laughs> container. Oh. And and uh, I thought for a split second that that's what it was for. Yeah, the spittoon. Yeah, but the, and so he does it, and then the lady like stops, like. <gasps> And like <laughs> looks at him like, what the fuck did you do? Like it was the I can't explain how funny it was. So what was the spittoon really for? I, I did the last well, thing Tom said to her. He was like, uh, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought you were supposed to spit in there. And she's like, you're not supposed to spit in there. It, it was just very. But very they funny. don't they really have those things? I have no idea. Yeah, I think you know in the wine world, I think you know after you air it out and sniff it and rub it on your dick or whatever the fuck wine connoisseurs do, I think you swish it around your mouth and like spit it out. I have no idea, man. I watched, uh, I think I watched that movie, that wine Napa Valley movie with the guy from Wings in it once. And that's, and I, and, <laughs> that guy's in everything. I know. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. I'm a big Thomas Hayden Church man. And, um, and I, uh, and, and when I do drink red wine, I drink like fucking yellowtail. I have no idea. I'm not a fucking I wine. Hear you, you know I hear you. I hear you. So I, I don't know how that works. Anyway, he spit into the thing. The whole place was a gas. <laughs> and it was a very funny fucking situation. You know what? I said I was going to keep it to one story. But I just got to tell this. We've told it before, but real quick, just going to throw it out there. We were both there. It was a propaganda show. We didn't, he didn't want to go to the bathroom because the show was so great. So my man pisses in a cup and then throws it up in the air across the whole entire audience and just fucking, you know, golden showers. Probably about 30 people in the crowd, which is fucking so punk rock. Well, what happened was we uh, we were – he had pissed in the cup and he was kind of just holding on to the cup. Yeah. But it was towards the end of the show – and it was I forget what venue it was in the city, but it but they had I think it was Irving Plaza. No, it wasn't. I think it was uh Gramercy or no, Wetlands. It's, no, no, it's not no Wetlands have been gone for fucking twenty years. Really? Yeah. Um should have given my ID back. <laughs> I am um I forget what it is right now, but anyway, they had like booths, like like diner booths on the sides. Okay, and and so we're now standing on the table or the chairs of that booth, kind of above everybody oh, in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a, re- it was like towards the end of the show, and it was getting really, really hectic. And Tom just had a, a cup of his own piss in his hands that he'd been holding for a while. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the show just exploded, and everyone started freaking out. And Tom just fucking took his piss and just threw it, it's and it awesome. literally showered over everybody. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'd be pissed if I was in that crowd, but watching him do it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that's fucking rock and roll, So, uh, anyway, happy birthday, Tom. You're a savage. And yeah, you're, we, great. you're a great man to have around. We'll see you in a few. Um, 
So last episode of the Awkward High Five podcast, we were talking about 80s sitcoms, mm-hmm. which ten- it ended up being a, a pretty hot topic, as yeah. they say. So hot, I came home thinking about it. Such a hot topic that I might go there to buy a studded belt... And, and a, a wallet chain. And a fucking uh, Speed Racer <laughs> ringer shirt. And a lunchbox. And uh, fake eyelashes. Oh, you know what I'm going to get there? I'm going to get the the black shirt with the flames coming up from the bottom. That was <laughs> yes. like there. That was Hot Topic's hot People love topic. <laughs> flames. The, the shop at Hot Topic. Anyway, it was such a hot topic that it continued on. We got some tweets. We got some emails and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But And you said that you came up with some shit and you're not oh, letting yeah, me yeah. know. Yeah, I, uh, I actually made a quick little list because I was just so... I'm into nostalgia. It's what I like to do. So when I actually, when I was looking up these shows, it gave me the feeling. It gave me this nostalgic feeling that uh, I made me feel young again for a moment. And not like I made a list about these, but if anybody has the chance, check out 80s, early 90s Nickelodeon game shows if you want to feel like a kid again. Oh, Because those totally. things were fucking awesome. Okay, wait. I have a story about this uh, to begin with. But let me, let me read... Um uh, Greg, uh, a friend of ours, Greg emailed in, um, who we haven't seen and talked to in a long time. And he said, I'm a sucker for 80s TV talk. You guys danced all around this one, but even bringing you, even bringing you to mention Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. Uh, the next neighbor on, uh, the next door neighbor on Empty Nest, which by the way, another person, uh, Mike tweeted us and said that Empty Nest was a spinoff of Golden Girls, which oh, okay. we did not, we did not I mention. thought you were going to say real quick that Jim J. Bullock was also in that show that I couldn't think of the name of, <clears throat> where the guy is a architect and draws with his fucking stuffed animal hand, mm-hmm. and that would be too close for comfort. And that's exactly what Greg said. He said, uh, Jim J. Bullock, but the show, uh, my fucking phone, the show with the cartoonist, aka Mr. Rush, aka the judge from Caddyshack. Right. Spalding, get your foot off the boat. Uh, was ironically too close for comfort. Yeah. And then um, he's he was talking about spinoffs. He brought up another great spinoff was uh, Top of the Heap. Was never a, heard of it. Okay, and I think you'll remember this. Top of the Heap was a spinoff of Married with Children Ooh. that starred a very young uh, I don't know his name in real life, but Joey from Friends. Okay. Because if you re- he was the boyfriend. Because if you remember, there was an episode where he was Kelly's boyfriend, yeah. and his father was like kind of a dirtbag, and I think even Al and his father got into it or whatever, and then this, and then the network gave him and his father a spinoff that only lasted for Interesting. a little bit. Uh, totally forgot about that. You never even heard of it, but I love um, it. Love hearing this. Then he brings up Second Chance, which morphed into Boys Will Be Boys. I do not remember that one. Nah, nah. And then Beans Baxter, which was another terrible one featuring fake styles from Teen Wolf. Really? Yeah. Anyway, he's uh, Greg. So, thank you for that email. You are a, a, yeah, thanks, a 80s buddy. sitcom a connoisseur. Now, you want to hear me burn to this list real quick and blow your mind? Yes. Now, wait, but don't don't let me forget to talk about eight Nickelodeon eighties. Uh, yeah, shows. no, absolutely. Okay. I was gonna make a list about that, but I was like, you know, let me save that for you know another time. But here we go. It starts off with things you may recognize, then it ends up blowing your mind. So, I'm just going to run down the list real quick. If anything catches your ear, stop me. Okay. All right? I'm going to start with Head of the Class. Dennis, oh, Dennis yeah, okay. London. All right? But uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I consider that obscure. That's just That's like what a... I'm saying. I'm starting with the obvious, and then I'm getting more obscure. Okay, fair enough. Night Court. Night Court, yeah. My Two Dads. Oh, loved My Two Dads. Yeah. And you know what I loved about My Two Dads was that... Uh, the one dude slept in that bed. That I fuck, knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, I fucking, yeah. when I was a kid, and now 
the claustrophobia would probably fucking destroy me. <laughs> but he slept in that bed that slid all the way in like a drawer and yep. then you pull it out. Badass. Also, the chick on My Two Dads. Is who? I don't know who she is, is but she was another one like Super Cooper that I was one of the original girls that gave me a heart on yeah, as a, as I a tiny child. I can picture the girl. Yeah. Um, she might have grown up to be somebody. I don't know. We're, then we're heading into my favorite of all time, Dear John. Oh, how did the fucking... Kirk. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk. It's all about... There should have been a spinoff about fucking Kirk. Yeah, you're right. There should have been a spinoff about I loved Kirk. Kirk. How, how do... Uh, the 80s were all about the wacky next-door neighbors. Pretty much. Which is fucking yeah. pretty good. Um, wow, I forgot all about Dear John. We're going into Silver Spoons. Okay, that was, that, was, that was more known. That was my, yeah. more known. Then we're going into Spencer for Hire. Never watched Spencer for Hire. Then we're going into Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> okay. We got the, uh, you know, the DA that was the hard ass, and then the out of control, you know, the, the what's it called? What do you call it? The wild gun? What do you always call it? The, the wild the card? Cannon, oh, the loose the cannon. The loose cannon, uh, private eye, Jake and the Fat Man, baby. Then we got Herman's Head. Herman's head, I remember what and a fucking and love, mm-hmm. um, featuring uh, a bunch of people that I bet featuring it- Fred Durst as Herman's lust, <laughs> <laughs> a very hefty Fred Durst. But I met, um, I I know one person was on there for sure, and I don't even know her name, um, and I'm sure I would know it if I kept thinking about it. But I bet you, if we went back and watched Herman's head, a lot of those people went on to do shit. Really, well, I know Herman's lust did the fat guy. Who was that? I don't know his name, but he went on to do. Uh, he's definitely a familiar face. But what did he go on to do? I don't know. Oh well, then you don't know. Well, I know he was something because I recognize him from other places. Okay, you know. Um, the only thing that I know uh, on that show was the secretary, and I'll give you, I will give you all the money in my wallet right now if you tell me who the secretary is. Uh, the and, voice of Bart Simpson. Ah, oh, so close. Ah, so close. So who? It's the voice of Lisa Simpson. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the chick who I don't think has acted in anything besides Herman Said yeah, and yeah, then yeah. became the voice of Lisa Simpson. All right, so moving right along, we got Major Dad. And do you Major remember Dad. that show, Alien Nation, where there were aliens that started mingling amongst oh, totally. the humans? Yeah. And they got drunk off of fucking milk? Yeah, and they did a remake of that. But that's not a sitcom, and neither was Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah. Nah. Why? What were they? They were like hour dramas or really? half hour dramas. All right. Al- Al- Alienation was definitely not a sitcom, but I right. do remember Alienation and I remember freaking me out yeah, when I was younger. Freaking me out big time. Yeah. Do you remember Beyond Tomorrow? Ooh, I do not remember Beyond Tomorrow. It like would show you about like up, up and coming technology, things we were moving into in the future. It was a pretty cool show, but not as cool as DC Follies. Uh, DC Follies, if I remember correctly. Are the ones with the puppets yeah. from the Genesis Land of Confusion yeah, video, yeah. which scares to this day, scares the shit out. Really, of me. they're so I fucking weird things. looking. They're that so... has to be a Henson thing, right? No, I. You know what? I, I I actually researched this not too long ago because I had brought this up because I was talking about the. So for anybody at home, if you ever saw Genesis Land of Confusion, yeah. this is the world we live in. Oh, that video. Which has Ronald Reagan and yeah. and a bunch of people, and they're all puppets, and they're all ugly looking versions of those puppets. But so cool. They had a sh- half hour show on during the eighties, 
that uh, was just all those puppets, and they did like Michael Jackson and Madonna and all the all the like the pop really stars at the good. time. It was really good, it, but they were so fucking like weird looking that it freaked me the fuck <laughs> out. I can't I, I, even thinking about it's giving me fucking really? chills. Right I love it because it didn't come on till like eleven eleven thirty. I at think night. it came on after Saturday Night Live or something like that. It came on after Comic Strip Live, Remember that oh, half hour yeah, comedy yeah, joint yeah, that right. was hilarious. You're right. Wow, you're bringing back a lot of shit. Yes, right now. sir. And what do you know about Hey Vern? It's Ernest. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. And then uh, Anything But Love with Richard Lewis. Remember that? Richard, don't remember that. Richard Lewis and another female. They just, I don't know if they were roommates or whatever, but there was sexual tension, but they weren't together. Richard Lewis was Wait, somebody in this world had sexual tension with Richard Lewis? It seemed as if that was part of the plot. And That's Richard like Lewis the, uh... would always go into anxiety rants and always be touching his head and doing that shit. That uh yeah, uh, and then I feel it. That's yeah. like the uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, syndrome. Right, you're supposed to expect that Jerry Seinfeld fucked any of those good-looking chicks right. on Seinfeld. All because of the icy white sneakers. <laughs> okay, you got a. You did some research, yes, sir. Since the last episode, and I'm gonna finish it off with this puppy. Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, I I've watched Freddy's Nightmares in the last like I'd say five years. I downloaded them all. Really? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. Do you remember Freddy's Nightmares? I don't remember any of the episodes. But I'm saying, do you remember enjoying Freddy's Nightmares? Uh, I watched it. I mean, I wasn't a, a diehard fan. Do you remember fondly Freddy's Nightmares? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, watch it again. You won't. It's really, really <laughs> fucking horrible. It's bad. And thanks for taking that long to take the bait for that fucking stupid joke. <laughs> I didn't You know, I wasn't going to say I was a big fan of it when I wasn't. It's really bad. It's like really, really All right. bad. All right, so let's talk this Nickelodeon game show shit because watching those things made me feel like a child. Um, okay, well, here's what I, here's what I remember. We, this, is, this, this isn't us as children. This was us probably, you know, early 2000s. We are playing in the band, and we had a couple shows in the city. I think we had two, two shows in the city. Instead of driving in all the way in with all our shit and then driving back and then driving back in, a friend of ours that we grew up with was living in the city at the time, and he was nice enough to let us stay at his apartment yeah. that night. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so what we did is we smoked a bunch of weed and... Um, and oh, also a little side story is that we 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 drank a bunch of beers and smoked a bunch of weed, and our buddy who was like just like just some Wall Street dude or whatever, like tried to act like he could hang, and then remember he fucking disappeared for two hours, and this was like a tiny little studio apartment in yeah. Manhattan, and he and we realized that he went and took a two hour shower because he was so stoned that he couldn't <laughs> fucking handle. Anyway, so why he's why the host is taking a two hour shower because he's so stoned that he's he's trying not to freak out. We played homemade categories, but we also that was hilarious. We also were watching, uh, I guess, whatever a Nickelodeon, and they were rerunning. I tell this story all the time. They were rerunning old fucking Nickelodeon uh, game shows, really? from the eighties. And you're gonna know this a lot more than I do. But what is the game show where the whole point of the game show is that there's two teams? And they hide shit in a room, and they have to tear apart the room to find a clue. Finders Keepers. Okay, Finders Keepers. One of my faves. Okay, stay with me here. Yep. Finders Keepers was the most racist show (laughs) ever made, and here is why. All right. We watched, I watched with my own eyes. Uh, What happened was, (laughs) there was two teams. One team was a boy and a girl, I believe, of the Caucasian persuasion. Yeah, it was always a boy and a girl. And there was another team. 
of the African American persuasion. Okay. And the uh the clue was I forget exactly what the clue was, but they, I forget exactly what they were looking for, but let's just say they were looking for a comb, all, all right? right? I'm just throwing that out there, but whatever it may be. And they're in a room and uh and the fucking the white kids run in and they like they shuffle around a couple books and they like move a couple things and then they find the comb. They're like, "Found the comb." And it's like ding 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 ding, right? Then the black, uh, I kind of remember this. The black kids are getting all psyched up and they're like, "All right, that was easy. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this." <laughs> the fucking the timer starts. They run in the room and they're tearing this room apart. Every single thing they're lifting up. Things, <laughs> I totally remember. They're this. moving things around. They're they're just fucking uh, like wiping everything out, taking books off the shelves, dumping them, moving the mattress, every possible thing you could do, checking the ceiling fan, like all the fucking bullshit. There's a chest of toys. And they're in there in the chest of toys, and they're throwing every toy up in the air, digging to the bottom of this chest of toys, looking for this fucking comb, or whatever it may be. Finally, the uh, the thing's like, eh, and they fucking, and they couldn't do it. Uh-huh. The host comes over, and he's like, oh, sorry, looks like you didn't do it in time. And the black kids are look, sitting there looking, like, like uh, visibly disheveled, like, what the fuck? We went through everything. And he's like, if you would have looked a little bit harder, goes on the floor... Picks up a plastic fish that was in the I chest, that. opens the plastic <laughs> fish, and says it was inside the yeah. plastic fish. Yeah, and I was I like, totally that, that. "This is so fucking yeah. rigged." We were freaking out about that. We all watched it together. Yeah, yeah, that it was. was I can't believe you remember that. that okay, I tell it all the time. The most racist Nickelodeon uh, game show. Yeah, racism flew like it was no problem back then. Like, they, you know, people didn't bat an eyelash at that shit. <sighs> Nowadays, they would they would be the complete opposite. Oh, hell yeah. There'd be a riot over that fish. I felt like riding over that fish. <laughs> but uh, real quick, since uh, we're on this 80s kick, did you know MacGyver's making a comeback? Really? Yeah. They're just going to uh, redo it with a new guy. I was going to say, is yeah. it the original guy? Yeah, He's no, all old as shit? No Richard like, Dean. Give me a denture, <laughs> a pack of Insure, and Depends, yeah. and I'll make a bomb. Not Richard Dean. It's some other guy, but they're doing MacGyver. But my, my favorite thing about MacGyver wasn't his inventions. It wasn't the way he would come up with shit. It was that his arch nemesis, uh, Murdoch, and he killed him probably about 15 times throughout the whole season. But every time he would kill him, right, like say he was hanging from a rope, MacGyver would cut the rope. Murdoch would dangle for a minute just in time to say, MacGyver! <laughs> and then he would die. If you look it up, every time that man dies, he screams. MacGyver! And it's fucking hilarious. I'm going to tell you something right now. Never saw MacGyver. Nah, I was, I, yeah. was, I was into it. I even went out and got a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> Not because you felt like you needed to use it for random tasks around the house, just because of MacGyver? Just because MacGyver. You're like, MacGyver uses this can opener. Yeah, I'll be like, shit, if he can make shit, man, who knows? Maybe a Swiss Army knife will save my life one day. What was the Nickelodeon... Um, game show bring it on with the uh, tomb there was like oh, our, the that pyramid was, that was past our time oh, that what? was like legends of the hidden temple or some shit or guts what okay so mm-hmm. what ones what other ones were you thinking of besides oh, our keepers? time our time was finders keepers uh the fun house remember the fun house i don't remember the fun house. you don't remember the fun house no 
It was, um, they would do things where they would have to, like, run laps and collect tokens, and whoever had the most points at the end got to run rampant through the funhouse, where there'd be little tags they could pick up, and, you know, you would win the Casio keyboard, or the fucking, the Murray bike, and then there would always be, like, a vacation, $100 cash, and they could skip the ones they didn't want, but they would have to, like, there would be, there was a, a water slide with a waterfall, a ball pit, Fucking these stairs leading to wacky shit. But I remember just wanting to run through the funhouse. That's it. They always gave away that fucking Casio keyboard. Yeah, because it was like the cheapest shit. And it was the one with Yankee Doodle was like the, the preset in yeah, it. Yeah. I think I still have that keyboard. Yeah. But yeah, that was always like the first prize giveaway. It went like Casio keyboard to the Franklin boombox to the Murray bike. And then, you know, then it went on to the ski trip and the cash and the, the clothing shopping spree. But you know, they never gave out anything good. I don't know. The Casio keyboard was pretty fucking fly. <laughs> that, that would it. always be the giveaway gift. <laughs> or like uh, or like the consolation prize was always a board game of, of the, the fucking game. game. Yeah. They're like, I can't run through this labyrinth at home. <laughs> it's just pictures of it and shit. But yeah, those those uh, Nickelodeon game shows, they must have been fun as fuck for kids, man. They were fun to watch. I can imagine running through that fun house. Well, it's not an obscure one and everybody knows it, but uh, when I mean, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be on Double Dare. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, of course. Yeah. I saw when I was a kid, when I was a very young kid watching Double Dare, I saw the families on Double Dare like they were celebrities. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was like, like I didn't know the difference between actor, like career actors, and people that are just on a stupid. I just, these people were on TV, so I remember being like, "Man, that's famous people." These families, <laughs> yeah. Double Dare was cool as shit, but then you had Wild and Crazy Kids. Wild and Crazy Kids. It was always like water rides. Yeah, that yeah. shit was cool as hell. Uh, guts, Finders Keepers, Funhouse. Speaking of Guts, uh, our friend Tom, whose birthday it is, his mm-hmm. dog is named Guts. Yeah. after that show. Oh, we named it after the show? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, what, else are, what else are you going to name it after? Nah, I don't fucking know. Smooth move. I must be filled. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, just so know. everybody knows, Richie just spilled beer all over the A High Five <laughs> studio floor, but not out of the can, out of actually putting it in his mouth and then spinning it onto the floor. <laughs> the supercomputer is going to fucking zap. Well, that's a, that's a lot of fun. You came back strong. You said you were going to. I didn't think you were. What? With the 80s sitcoms. Oh, yeah. Shit, man. Last night, I did, I, after reading about them, I was so depressed about the shows we have today that it really kind of got me a little depressed about it. Now, how many encyclopedias did you have to go through to find this information? Because I know you weren't cracking the internet. Oh, hell no. I definitely busted out Britannica 88. You were sitting there just perusing with your, uh, with your bifocals on? Yeah. You're like, finders keepers. <laughs> Those are the good old days. But yeah, I was curious. I wanted to ask you uh, how the show was last night with the David Cross comedy. Oh, I went Wednesday. It was oh, cool. Wednesday. Yeah, it was cool. Um, uh, he, he, oh, well, I wanted to talk about that anyway. So thank oh, you for right. bringing that up. Nice, yeah, yeah. Nice segue. Um, so yeah, it was fun. Uh, so David Cross came to town and I went to go see him at the illustrious uh, Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, it was cool. I met up with a, a couple dudes uh, that I haven't seen in a long time, friends of ours, guys who actually listen to the show. Um, I met a couple guy, uh, 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 at least one guy that I didn't know who listens to the show that seemed like a nice guy. That's cool. Um, yeah, so it was cool. I got to see some old friends. But then, so I went to the show, and you know, David David Cross was good. He's always good. He's funny as shit. But here's check this out. Okay, I'm so listening. 
So David, you know, he comes out and he does some material. He's telling some story about uh, on the road, and he and he does a couple light bits or whatever. And then he starts getting into his the meat of his act, and uh, he starts doing an anti-Trump thing. Oh right? God! Well, I mean, okay, he's a comedian. This is the biggest topic right, in the world, right? 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 So, so, uh, so he starts doing it. This is the crazy part. I watched. Two groups near me. I was up in the balcony. I watched two groups of people near me, and then other groups in this in this theater get up and leave. Oh God! When he started talking about Trump, here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing, right? Publicly outraged. Here's the crazy thing. I I bought the cheapest seat in that in that place, and I paid forty dollars. So people paid at least forty dollars a head to fucking to go see this guy and then left 15 to 20 minutes into it just because he was making fun of some maniac that they supported and here's the other thing um if why would you if you know who david cross is you know that he's going to make fun of fucking expect that shit right it like like and it, it, it i was stunned like the first group of people that got up was like a group of like four a pretty overweight, skin tight leopard wearing New Jersey moms oh, or whatever. God. So I kind of saw that. I was like, all right, maybe they just came here. They didn't even know who he was, or maybe they thought like, oh, it's the guy from TV or whatever. Let's go see him. And then yeah. they realized and they left. But then I saw a group of of people probably our age with some dudes in it leave, and then I saw other pockets of people leave. Jeez. And and this is where we're at as a country, where people are so for Donald Trump that they're willing to leave. A, a comedy, comedy show. A comedy show. Now here. Well, that was weird. Here. Here. That's what I like. Uh, <laughs> here's the craziest thing. Is you might be thinking right now, as I might as well, well, you know, maybe these people really thought that he wouldn't do that type of political humor. Or maybe they thought that maybe he's for Donald Trump. Or maybe they thought that they'd be able to handle it or anything like that. And if you thought that, I can understand. But do you want to know what the name of his tour was? The Making America Great Again tour. (laughs) That was the name of the tour. Wow. So people paid 40 to who knows how many dollars for seats at the David Cross subversive left-wing anti-religion, anti-government, anti-everything if you listen to any of his stand-up comedian. And for his Make America Great Again tour... And thought to themselves, well, he's not going to make fun of Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. I was stunned. fucking stupid. I, the show was great, but that was, to me, that was, it just spoke volumes to where we're at as a, right. as a, as a uh, country right now. So, I don't know. It's fucking sad, man, when people go to see comedy and leave because there's comedy. It, whether he was for Trump or not, he's going to make fun of something. That you you know not everything's gonna fit your personal agenda. Sure, you know like everybody. What you're so fucking sensitive that you think a fucking comedian that rips on shit is gonna rip on all the things that you don't like because to make you feel better, fucking get on your rascal and go home and eat a fucking foot. <laughs> and he he went out of his way to be offensive. I mean, there were some bits in there. You know, I'm not offended by anything. You can say anything. Right. And so I feel like that, that... Right, of course. He's not fucking calling up your home and harassing your mother. Right. You know? And even if he was, I still wouldn't care. Seriously. But but uh, he he went out of his way to bring up some, like, 
like he got into the whole Muslim thing and said some pretty anti like some he went out of his way to push the boundaries and then nobody left during that. It was only when yeah. he started talking about Trump that people were like, Nope, I'm not I'm gonna listen to this rhetoric and I'm out of here. And it was it was stunning, stunning it's to me. Sad, man. Yeah. It's sad. People in their little fucking their teeny little pussies with sprinkles and fucking vanilla icing. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible, man. Yeah, so. I hate it. Otherwise, great show. That's cool. I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I wanted to say yeah. that because I was, I was like I said, I was dumbfounded at that situation. Yeah, I, I could not, as you should be, because it's just you know, it's sad. It's sad that that's what our country is because, you know, everyone's so big on freedom, freedom, freedom. You know, be happy that people have the freedom to make fun of whoever the fuck they want. Well, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, the, the sensitivity of this nation is yeah. just yeah. insane. I know. And 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 the thing that kills me the most is most of it's fake. I know that these people aren't that offended. They just want to act like they they see being offended as a way to express themselves. So they use that yeah. as a soapbox to get. They out. don't have an intelligent opinion. So right, they exactly. Wanna, they just want to raise their hands and fucking scream about it. Knee jerk reactionists yeah. are 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 something that's always bad for everything, and that's and that's what all these these offended people yeah. are. I'm so offended. I'm so and offended. We even spoke about it before on another topic or level but now I, I i think i spoke about how on college campuses there's safe zones for kids that get offended yeah by things. right 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 well at uh, some particular college i don't know which but people were uh, in chalk on the ground writing pro trump slogans or whatever okay and other students who were i guess left were getting offended and were you know Asking to have their own safe zones. Away from the Trump people? To run away from chalk. They were offended and wanted to do They were offended by the chalk on the ground and needed to run somewhere to get into a safe zone because they were so offended by the fucking chalk. This is insane to me. I know. It's sad. Well, here's the thing. If there's any place... That political debate should be in the forefront. It's, it's on college, college campuses, right? That's what you know. You're supposed to be your most radical politically, and and your most uh, debatable, like willing to debate political things in college. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. So so for those people to run away and not get a thing and start writing their own weird fucking whatever it is. Vagine. Yeah. Straight right. vagine. Well, this is this is like the a wizard sleeve. This is the product of everybody getting everybody wins. No there's no losers. Everybody right. gets a trophy. Yeah. yeah, the kids getting a participation trophy. Right. Yeah. Fucking. The coddling of the parents and all that shit. They're gonna start making butt band aids. Yeah. It I it's 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 uh it's gonna be a problem in the future. And the reason that it bothers me. Is that these are the people that are going to be taking care of us when we're older? Yeah, you know, so like, like when we're when we're old enough that we don't really like have any like value anymore, and we're kind of mm-hmm. just riding out the end of our lives. These are the people that are going to be making the decisions for us, mm-hmm. and it's just not going to end good. Whatever, I'll just ride my rascal off a bridge. Yeah, well, right. You know, well, I don't well, that I was don't... assuming that me and you would even make it till then. Which again, yeah, I, I really don't give a shit. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, shit. When I was younger, I was good with thirty. Now I'm thirty five, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I made it this far. But now I'm good with fifty five. I'll take fifty five. Okay, you're stretching it that far. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say forty. Like you're gonna give no. yourself a cool come on another four five. Years? Yeah, <sighs> four and a half years is not enough to accomplish my list of goals. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. My bucket list. 
like uh, on the bucket. Get list. off heroin. Get a job. Get a license. Oh, I start work Monday, my man. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. And I got a raise. Really? Yes, sir. Great. Yeah, so I'm gonna be doing good in a couple of weeks. Good. Because uh, you owe me a whole bunch of money for the show. Yeah, I do. (laughs) So I actually want to tell a story about it's work related. Um, It was many, many years ago, but it was when I was first put out. Would you say it was many moons ago? Many moons ago. Okay. I was put out on my own with my own work truck like a big boy. And I had my little helper with me. So it was like one of the first service calls I ever went on by myself. I'm listening. So, I'm, that's I'm all right. Do what you got to do, my man. It's all right. Bye, slacker. So, uh, you know, I got sent out on my own to do my own thing. Now, in case, you know, a lot of you don't know, I do uh, sprinkler systems. So there's a lot of digging involved. So I go to this guy's house who I know is a psychopath because he has a fucking 45 by 68 giant stitched painting of John Wayne over his fucking couch. So if someone's got that, you know they're a gunslinging fucking lunatic. And he's a fucking lunatic anyway. You could tell he was all militarized at his younger age and still fucking is is a psycho that wakes up with the fucking roosters just to fucking wash his kitchen counter. So all that aside, I go to his house to do a repair. I uh, dig up a tiny portion of his lawn, maybe the size of a fucking, I don't know, a shoebox just to repair a pipe that is underground so there's no way I could get to it without digging a slight part of the lawn up. So I just knew that made him fucking heated. So with this guy, <laughs> this guy is just, I could feel him sweating as he's walking around his lawn. Him and his wife are doing some lawn, lawn work. And uh, he had a wheelbarrow. And he's pushing the wheelbarrow with this giant pot on it through his yard. And he gets to where he's bringing it. And he's so fucking heated that he spills the wheelbarrow and the pot goes down. So I just hear him with a shovel. And every time he sticks the shovel in the dirt, he goes, God damn it, son of a bitch. God damn it, son of a bitch. God damn it, son of a bitch. And I don't want to turn around and look. Because through my peripheral, I could tell the guy's a psycho and he's going to fucking kill somebody. But I said to the guy I was working with, I was like, is he murdering his wife? Because <laughs> I thought he was so such a maniac that he was driving this shovel into her body. And I thought he was stabbing the fuck out of her with this shovel. And I was like, oh, I was just going to not turn around and book it. But then, like, I, you know, peeked a little bit, and his wife was, like, rubbing his back, because I guess he was bipolar or whatever, and she was rubbing his back because he's a psycho, and every time he scoops a piece of dirt that he dropped, he's going, God damn it, son of a bitch. God damn it. Really, what he was pissed about was not spilling the pot. It was the fact that I dug up this little hole. So he comes over, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? doing and this guy is like about to bust out in tears with the vein coming out of his forehead and he was like bald as fuck like shaved bald so the veins are just popping he's beat red he's ready to fucking kill me you know and i was like well you know sir your sprinkler system's underground so i had to dig a hole there's really no other way to get there you know i'm not fucking super bad i can't just do shit amazingly so he's screaming, God damn it, son of a bitch. He's like, what the fuck? And then he goes on to tell me, I just seeded this whole lawn for $4,200. Do you have that money? I don't think so. <laughs> the dude is so close to me. I feel his sweat sprinkling on me. Like I said, this hole I dug was no bigger than the perimeter of a shoebox. And his lawn is humongous. And it's behind his shed. And the dude is freaking the fuck out. And I was like, you know what, man? 
I was like, you're going to bug out like that? I'm fucking out of here. So I'm walking away. And, uh, you know, this guy is so anal, so OCD, as, you know, you could tell by the story so far. And I'm leaving, so I walk across his driveway with my mud-filled boots, and there's just mud tracks just going across his whole driveway. He comes out to the driveway, and he goes, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Screaming at his wife's rubbing his back, because he must just be a fucking volcano 24-7, this guy. Just waiting to erupt. So he's fucking screaming at me. He's like, I'm fucking calling your boss. So he called my boss. My boss knew he was a psycho. I told him to go fuck himself. But that was the very first day I ever went out and had to do a job by myself. Almost murdered by a psycho John Wayne loving Marine. That is why going to people's houses for your job is the pits. I, oh, I, I would, love it. I really? Love it. Yeah, I love it. I would it. never that's be able to do it. Every, I mean, that's probably the worst incident I ever had. And that was actually pretty fucking funny. I worked electric for uh, a summer when I was in college. What's the matter with your headphones? Nothing. I, they're just bothering me. Oh, okay. Uh, so I could hear you from here. We don't. We don't have any special effects going on. I'm sure you can. Going on. <laughs> um, what the fuck? What the fuck? This guy was a psycho. Um, yeah, I worked electric for a fucking summer, and I, I it, like going into these people's houses. You have to like, you know, when you're when you're a kid and you went over somebody's house and they had like the family smell and it just didn't jive. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. even saying that the smell was bad or not. It's just, just their own odor. But it didn't like it sometimes it just didn't work for you. No, no, no. You're just no. like it I usually doesn't. Yeah, right. You're like, I can't really deal with this fucking odor or whatever. That was what being uh, uh, being somebody that, that does service calls at people's houses has to be over and over and over again. Because I went into some of the dungiest ass fucking houses and they and, and with the worst fucking odors. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he went you know I used to keep I used to have ferrets. I know what bad smells are. Some of these smells you wouldn't even get used to. I'd be there for eight hours, and I'd still eight hours in and be like, oh, my God, would these people take showers? You know I, I, can't, I can't deal. Even if a house is clean, I don't know if it's just my own mental you know, deficiency or whatnot, but I noticed even if you, uh, the house is clean, a lot of people's homes smell like tuna. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but their homes smell like tuna. Really? Usually. See, I, I would enjoy 80, that. 80% of homes smell like tuna. I would enjoy that because I'm and a tuna I, fan. I think it has something to do with coffee because I show up to a lot of these houses, you know, early to about noon and people drink the fuck out of coffee. And it has something about the coffee aroma mixed with people's homes. It always smells like fucking tuna. That's very weird. God damn it, son of a bitch. It's been a very long time since I've gone into somebody I don't know's home. So uh, next time I do. Peep the tuna. Which I hope I never have to again. I will uh, I will look for that tuna smell. I'm looking forward to uh, going back to work. I just love going to people's houses, and they appreciate what you do. They give you a little tip, you know. I love being outside in the sun. I get back in the shape. I get tan as fuck, and I'm just really, you know, driving around here and there. Just really looking forward to it. A quick story. I think I told you this story before, but I will tell the audience. Yeah, bring it on. Um, uh, when I was doing electric work, one time we were working in a wealthy town in New Jersey. It was like one of these towns where it's like just a whole bunch of land and then just big fucking like McMansions, like every fucking McMansions, McMansions. That's what they're called. Oh, okay. Uh, 500 feet, you know, McMahon, you know, the McMansions are like from the, from the nineties where, where people like had all this money and this, so yeah, they buy these tiny, money. yeah, they buy these tiny, like big houses and, but they're all made out of cheap materials. That's why they're called McMansions. Gotcha. They look big and expensive, but they're made out of like shit that could blow over when a I fucking, hear you. When yeah, a, yeah. you know. 
so anyway, it was a well, it was an affluent area. And we're working at this guy's house and it's a big house and we're running wire through it and we're doing all this stuff and uh, working all day. And uh, we were, um, I was in charge of the van at the time. I was driving the van and we were, me and this other kid, you know, we were assistants, but we just went and did this this job by ourselves because it was easy enough. Uh, We were hanging out waiting for our boss to call us. It was at the end of the day. It was like five, six o'clock. We're hanging out, just sitting near the van, waiting for him to call us to tell us if we could either go home or we had to stop and do one more thing. The guy who owns the house comes rolling up in his fucking Beamer, you know, his black Beamer, and he fucking uh, parks, and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? And we're like, nothing. And he's like, how was your day at work? And we're like, oh, it was good. We got all the things done. He's like, oh, and he goes in, and he looks at it. He's like, looks great, looks great, looks great. You know what? A uh, bunch of hardworking gentlemen like yourself deserve a frosty beer. You want a frosty beer? Oh, you told me this story, and yeah. this really fucking gets my goat. So he's like, you guys want a beer? And we're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll have a beer. No harm done. We're, I think we're done at the end of the day, whatever. So he, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's like talking to us about, you know, like, oh, man, you know, my wife isn't coming home for the next three hours, so uh, I get some time to myself, you know what I mean, the fucking ball and chain. He's, like, trying to act like our best friend, like, hey, did you see the baseball score last night, buddies, while we're drinking these fucking Coronas or whatever? And we're just like, yeah, man, cool, cool. We we drink our beers fucking quickly and then get in the van and we leave. Uh, The next day I show up for work and my boss is like, uh did you hit that guy's car? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, the guy from that house called me and said that uh, you hit his car. And I was like, we weren't even parked near his car. And he was like, well, what is this? He showed me a picture on the cell phone of white paint on this guy's Beamer. What a son of a bitch. So, and I was like, dude, I swear. Oh, and then he goes, and he told me that you guys were drinking on the job. (laughs) That's the big thing. And I was like, dude, I swear to God. He said it all up. I, yeah. I was like, dude, I swear to God we didn't do well. And my boss believed me, thank God. And, he, you know, he fucking, uh, he called the dude or whatever and, like, told, and told him, you know, what's up. But this guy went out of his way. I guess either he hit something with his Beamer so he wanted it to be covered. Yeah. Or he was just trying to soak money out of the situation. Went out of his way. Both. To give us fucking beer to make it seem like we hit his car so he could fucking either yep. try to sue or, or get some money under yeah. the table for my boss and shit. Wow. What a and piece then of shit. You, but then I thought to myself, oh, yeah, that's how these people afford these houses because they're fucking ruthless, selfish fucking scumbags mm-hmm. that only care about themselves. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Which is a greater metaphor for our country. Yeah, that is the lowest of the fucking low. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get any worse than that. That's a piece of shit right there. Piece of shit, my friend. So, yeah, that's my my, uh, blue-collar work story. Yeah, man. You know, like, of course everybody wants the big dough. They want to live the good life. But there's something about having a blue-collar job and just being a working man that is so satisfying, makes you feel good about yourself. And I don't know, I kind of wouldn't, you know, maybe if I was offered some amazing opportunity, I would change my tune. But as of right now, I'm very happy with what I do. And it makes me feel good about myself that uh, I'm handy. I I totally agree with you. Um, I I don't know if I'm if I'm really cut out for the for the working all day and like and and then being exhausted all night kind of thing. But I'll tell you out of all my work experience, I've done, I did sales for a very long time. I did minor amount of marketing, like intern, marketing, like internships and shit like that. Um, I did, I, ele- I did electric work. 
I've, I've done, uh, you know, I've whatever I've done food service, all that stuff. And the, the most satisfying is at the end of the day, if you could look at something that you physically did mm-hmm. and know that you did that, that's the most satisfying thing. Yeah. So our whole country now is just dependent on, I mean, everybody works in marketing. That's basically what it is. Everybody's just trying to sell other people shit that they don't need yep. to get, you know, and that's, that's our whole fucking country now. And, and, uh, it's an, to me, I'm only talking for myself. It's a fucking empty thing, man. Yeah. Like, like, uh, and I did sales for a very long time. That also was an empty thing. I hate it. Like every once in a while I would, I, well, I was selling things that I knew I was passionate about and I knew. And every once in a while I'd feel good if I like helped a new, like some kid who was just getting started out and really set him up with some shit. And I felt like good about it. But for the most part, I never came home. Even when I made a ton of cash, like when I had a, a great month and I was on the top of the sales ranker and I made a bunch of money, like I, I didn't, I never came home and felt proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was always an empty feeling. Yeah. But the time, the one time when I was doing electric work that my boss dropped me off in front of somebody's house and told me I had to fucking dig this 20-foot ditch from the front of their house all the way down their driveway Oof. to the fucking thing, that day sucked. But at the end of that day, I looked at all the hard work I did and I saw that ditch I dug and I was fucking proud of myself. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's a huge thing about sprinkler work is the fact that these people do not have a sprinkler system. You tear their fucking lawn up that looks like people drop fucking grenades all over their yard for the past day. And it just that's what it looks like. And they're looking out their window like, what the fuck did I just buy? You know what I mean? They think their fucking shit's destroyed. By the time I'm done, it looks like nobody was ever there. The lawn looks exactly like it did before we got there, but they have a fucking underground sprinkler that pops up out of the ground and warms their lawn, and these people could not be any happier. And it's just so cool that, you know, you tear their shit up, they don't have that thing, you put the shit back, looks good as fuck, and they have it, you know? Yeah. It's a good feeling. Somewhere along the line, and it was our generation, because I remember I felt this way my whole life. Until I got older, somewhere along the line, we just as a generation decided or were taught that working with your hands was some remedial bullshit thing yeah. that only like foreigners or or lesser people should yeah, do. Yeah, you know, I remember thinking like that. Yeah, right. We all thought that way. That's yeah. why we all went to college for communications or marketing yeah. or anything like that. If I honestly, if I could go back in time to college, I would have went to a trade school. I would have became a welder or something like that, yeah. Or a, or a shop like a like a woodworker or something like that, I because hear. I could see myself really enjoying all of those professions. Mm-hmm. And and you know when you're younger, you're thinking like, well, I gotta you know I gotta go work in an office someplace and and you know or something like yeah. that, whatever it may those be. Those are the people that want to kill themselves. Or even if you're trying to do creative <laughs> shit, well, I gotta be a graphic designer, you know, or uh, you know like. It, it's just it just goes on and on that way, and that's the way we were taught. And it's not our fault. Everybody, everybody, every single one of us in our generation felt that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's just not true, man. If you could, if you make something, at the end of the day, you're going to feel better, of course, than if you sell somebody something. Yeah, or, that's know. what I hated about sales is that I wasn't selling anything I was passionate about. I was fucking selling people. Uh, I was getting people to sign back up with Verizon if they fucking left. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and that's all. Yeah, that's It was bullshit. terrible. I mean, I made the money. The money was there. It was good. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, I would go home and I'd be like, I just juked this guy 
whose business is holding on by a thread to switch back to a fucking telecommunications company that he really had no intentions of doing and really didn't give a fuck, but just so I could make 50 bucks off of this one guy's subscription, I'm fucking, I'm selling him this for that. No other reason. He's not benefiting. What is he going to say? 50 cents on his phone bill for the first couple months until they fuck him in the ass after the first year, you know? And it just sucked. I just, I'm not into juking people. Yeah, and you know, I I worked for a major corporation in sales, and um, and I could honestly say one of the reasons that I did as well as I did, and that I had so many re- so much repeat clientele, like I had people that that started shopping with me, buying from me when they were fucking thirteen years old. Up until the point where they were out of college and got jobs and just, like you know, there's people <laughs> I had for because I worked for there for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. And I can honestly say, and I was always, and this isn't fucking trying to brag or anything because who gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was always at the top of the mm-hmm. air shrimps ranker. Yeah, Barry Harwood. I, I fucking, Harwood. I uh, you know, I, I made good money there at a place where most people don't make good money. I was good at my job, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. And the I reason bet. why, the reason why. I'm better than you, Richie, at sales and everything else in life. No, is uh, is that I was honest with people when everything in that god. And I'm telling you, the company I work for is a fucking evil, shitty company. I'm sure. Um, I don't want to say their it name. It is a corporation. I don't want to say their name out there. But if there was a center that you ever wanted to go buy guitars from, that would be the place to go. Mm-hmm. And all they wanted you to do was lie and and push and push their shitty fucking insurance plans and all this bullshit or whatever. I never did that. And people appreciated it, of course. And I and people would say to me, "Hey, like you're the only person that I've ever dealt with in any one of these places that's actually been honest and told me that you don't need that." And you know, and then they would come back, you know. And and, and I tried to teach. Well, I was a manager there for a while, and I tried to teach that, and they always gave me shit about it. They're like, "Don't tell them that." And I'm like, but it's true. If you're honest with people, they will end up buying more with you yeah. because they're going to come back and fucking want to see you. They're still going to buy gear. They're still going to buy shit. Yeah. You know? If they want shit, they're going to buy it. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know how we even got on this, but. Well, this is the world we live in. Oh! DC Follies, baby. Nancy, you got a water? I'm parched. Right, and then he accidentally he hits, hits the, the fucking nuke button. nuke button. Yeah, no doubt. And I was a little kid, like freaking the fuck out, <laughs> thinking we were gonna get nuked. All right, we got to get out of here and go party with our best bud, Tom. Yeah. You have any last words you want to say? I'm gonna go get a beer. You, you, I thought you had. Uh, oh, you had so much more and fucking written down, and we didn't even get to. We'll get to it some other time. Yeah, fuck we got it. another show coming yeah. up. Yeah. So on Tuesday, bitches. we're gonna close this one out early, but. Uh, I'm Thanks for listening to episode 50, oh, 50 of the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast, which we probably should have celebrated a little bit more, but um, whatever. We'll save that for the 100th episode. The 100th episode, well, hopefully the 100th episode will be a 100 review party episode. If you at home go on iTunes and write a written review for the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast, once we have 100 written reviews, we're going to throw the 100 written review party. Where a whole bunch of shit's going to go down. Yes. So uh, do that, please. And uh, we'll see you guys in a few short days. So many smoke-filled years have passed Wrapped in paper inside glass My eyes were red when you were here But now you're not in there, clear, my dear Hey, lover, where did you go? I'm not
Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.